guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Backwater Entrepreneur Podcast and Show, the show that guides your business from the backwaters through the global marketplace. My name is Jack, I'm your host, and this is episode number 16. Guys, in this episode, I want to talk to you about about what you want to do and be when you grow up, you know, and uh, about your aha moment when you realized what do you want to achieve in your life. And for some people, it may happen in their childhood. You know, when the kid says, hey, dad, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a doctor. And, you know, I want to be a teacher. And a lot of those kids don't follow up and and follow through on that, on those dreams. But some do, you know, some know exactly what they want to do and be from a very, very early age. Now, that doesn't happen to everybody. For me, it didn't happen like that. Basically, for me, it happened a couple of weeks ago, basically, even though I have, you know, I'm going to be 38 in a month. I'm an entrepreneur for a year and a half. I never realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I am am in online business for the past five years. And before that, I work in a bank. I worked in a bank. I worked in a marketing agency. I worked as a translator. I did a lot of stuff. And... I really had an aha moment. And by the time we end this episode, I want you to think real hard about your aha moment and what you want to be uh, when you grow up. Now, my aha moment came thanks to a movie. I I, uh, I don't have a lot of time to watch movies. I usually, you know, in the past couple of years, I, I've kind of switched to series because they are short. And in, even when I have time, you know, I, I have about an hour or 45 minutes. And I very rarely watch a movie that's, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. Uh, I usually watch it uh, in, in two times or in three times. Now, basically, I... I watched the movie, you know, I I didn't watch a movie for a long time. Now watch the movie. The movie is called Adjustment Bureau and it's, it's been around since 2011. Maybe I even watched it, you know, a couple of years ago. I don't remember it. You know, I have a, I had a very special experience uh, during one section of the movie. And I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share a a very, uh, a link from a movie, uh, um, a scene. In this very episode, in a, in a few moments. Now, Adjustment Bureau is kind of a sci-fi movie, a sci-fi drama. In that sense, it uh, it stars Matt Damon, and he's a U.S. senator, wannabe senator who is running, and um, there there is this group of people who are kind of this weird group, celestial beings, angels, whatever they are, men in black, and they kind of manipulate small things for everybody in everybody's lives, and they are just little things to keep you on your path, to keep you, you know, on the path of what you should do or shouldn't do with whom you might need to be or, you know, the, the people that you need to avoid. And they do by, you know, you uh, somebody spills coffee, they think it's an accident, and you actually, you know, lose a few minutes, you miss a bus, miss a meeting, and they adjust your path. Now, in this movie, he, uh, within the first couple of minutes, he lost a very important uh, senator race, and he had to give a speech. 
you know. And during this speech, which I'm going to show you in a couple of minutes, he talks, he started to, to you know, with a, with a prepared speech and he suddenly reverses into a totally honest vibe about, you know, real facts, that this is a rehearsed speech and authenticity, what most of you and me guys really rant about in order to be really successful, you need to be authentic. And a lot of guys who are recording these vlogs, podcasts, YouTube shows, you know, what we stick to is authenticity. But is authenticity sometimes manipulated by uh, a group of people behind the artist telling him that this thing works. So for example, am I right now dressed or, or you know, I'm wearing something that is not what I usually wear, but it's something that's been tested on uh, some focus groups and it shows that if I wear uh, a black hoodie uh, in an informal setting, you know, I might pass off much better with some, you know, target audiences than uh, a lot of different target audiences. He also talks about a very specific thing. For example, if you have very shiny shoes, they're, you know, associated with investment bankers, bankers, and, and you know, people with money. And they're not associated, for example, with blue collar people and, and workers and everyday folk. So you need to scuff them up a bit. So I want you to watch this, you know, uh, uh, scene, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you know what my aha moment was and what I realized I want to do when we finish this scene. Ready? Go. I grew up not far away from here in Red Hook. I love you both. But we had a rule in my neighborhood. When you got in a fight, it wasn't whether or not you got knocked down. It's what you do when you get back up. And I came here to tell you tonight that I will get back up. We, we didn't have that saying in my neighborhood. It's just one of those phrases that uh, it had some traction with the focus group, and so we kept using it, but it's not true. You know, in 1998, I did a cover story for GQ. The title was Youngest Congressman Ever. And since then, every story has tried to explain how I got here so fast. And the, and the word that people kept... Uh, using was authentic. Uh, but here's the problem. This isn't even my tie. This tie was selected for me by a group of specialists in Tenafly, New Jersey, who chose it over 56 other ties we tested. In fact, our data suggests that I have to stick to either a tie that is red or a tie that is blue. 
A yellow tie made it look as if I was taking my situation lightly, and I may, in fact, pull my pants down again at any moment. A silver tie meant that I'd forgotten my roots. My shoes. You know, shiny shoes we associate with uh, high-priced lawyers and bankers. If you want to get a working man's vote, you need to scuff up your shoes a little bit. But you can't scuff them up so much that you alienate the lawyers and the bankers because you need them to pay for the specialist back in Tenafly. So what is the proper scuffing amount? Do you know we actually paid a consultant $7,300? Was it $7,300, Charlie? $7,300 for a consultant to tell us that this is the perfect amount of scuffing. Now, guys... Wasn't that a great speech? Wasn't that a, a kind of a heart to heart, you know, speech that you just thought and know that somebody's speaking from the bottom of their hearts in a totally authentic way? And wouldn't you want to be someone like that? Well, that was my aha moment. When the guy, when Matt Damon says, you know, the shoes, we had to, we had to see the perfect way to fit between the target groups. And we hired a consultant, which we paid $7,300 in order for us to tell us what is the perfect amount of scuff on these shoes. I knew I wanted to be that consultant. I don't care about senators. I don't care about authenticity. I want to be the guy that they pay $7,300 in order to tell them or tell people, I don't care who, what is the perfect amount of scuff you need to have on your shoes in order to, you know, be successful, be authentic. <laughs> and that is my life goal. You know, everybody likes money. Everybody, uh, whatever we do, we do for material things. Um, a lot of things we don't. But and this, <laughs> this is the truth. I'm so fascinated by the guy who is not even in the movie, the, the fictitious consultant <laughs> who has just mentioned that I know that there are people out like that out there. I know that there are consultants out there, whether it's a life coach, a design coach, a consultant for a senator, well, um, uh, optimization process, whatever it is, there are people charging insane amounts of money just for their opinion and expertise. And when you get to that kind of point, that's that's what it's all about. It's not about how many hours you need to work based on your hourly rate in order to achieve something. It's about what your advice is worth. And no matter if it takes you 30 minutes or, you know, an hour uh, versus a guy who will do that for a week or a month, you know, that's what you're worth. And increasing your expertise and knowledge and portfolio and reputation is what you need to do, no matter what you do. So 
Um, I know that that in order to achieve that, in order to be that consultant, I need to, you know, I, I need to learn, I need to improve, and I need to work every day of my life until I'm recognized enough for my expertise that they want to pay me $7,300 in order for, you know, to tell them how much scuff they need on their shoes or whatever. Now, this is just a metaphor. I, I actually don't want to be a consultant to uh, for shoes or for senators, but it is a metaphor of such a great point that there are jobs out there that are based this is not something that you are uh, it's not something that you just take out of your uh, pocket and 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 throw in the air and everybody will pay you that amount of money you need to actually work for that you need to actually focus on whatever you do and do it the best to the best of your abilities and be the best in that field. You don't have to be the only one in that field. You just have to prove your value point, your value proposition in order to achieve success. And that is achieved through work, through dedication and through commitment. And then you too can also be a consultant for $7,300 per, you know, consultancy or more. So what's your aha moment? What do you want to do when you grow up? I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Backward Entrepreneur podcast and show. Till then. Mm-hmm.